Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews and recommendations for whatever we read. Amy, what did we read this week? We read Madame or Madam, Will You Talk by Mary Stewart. Yes, this was a recommend. This was a recommend. Do you remember who recommended it? I do. This is your first New Year's quiz. It is our first. Oh, no. Your first test. Oh, no. Wait, can I... Is it open book? I write these things down. Do you want me to just tell you who recommended it? Yes, please. This was a recommend from Barbara in Ohio. Yes. Thank you, Barbara. I was thrilled to see this recommend come through because we all know how much of a Mary Stewart fan I am. And this is Mary Stewart's very first debut novel. She wrote it. Is it really? It is. Yeah, she That's wrote it fascinating. In 1955. Oh, bless you, Mary Stewart. So, people who have been listening to our podcast for quite a like, you'd have to be, I think, quite a long term listener. November at this 2020, point, we started. You would know that I am not a Mary Stewart fan. I you are. Struggle. I'm like, I but it very how hit and miss. You really liked this rough magic. You did not did. like the ivy tree. No. You said I missold you on my brother Michael. And I, we haven't I like, read any. I of remember those. my you brother liked Michael it. better in But like even this rough magic took me three or four tries to actually get into. And the ivy tree I tried three times and then I gave up. At any rate, when this recommend came in, Amy went, Yay! And Kimberly went, mm. uh, But the way it was sold to me was, I think you'll like it. There's a car chase. <laughs> there is a car chase. So I I did. It was I was like, yes, I will read Madame Will You Talk and have a crack. The so visual I, I have in my mind for a lot of this is Grace Kelly in To Catch a Thief oh, yeah. driving that massive car up yeah. the cliffs of Monte Carlo. Yeah. Though yeah, sort of. Yes. It- because More inland France, I think, but yes. The main it's set in Avignon and the main yeah. character in this, her husband was a racing car driver. Yes, man, she's you know. a very good driver. All right. You're gonna do the spoiler free free recap. I can do the spoiler free recap. Okay, so I think it's set in the fifties. It is set in the fifties. It's contemporaneous. contemporaneously. I love that word. And it's takes place in Avignon. So our main character is Charity Shelbourne. Shelbourne? Shelbourne, something like that. And she is a widow. She's financially independent because her husband was a very successful race car driver and they met during the war. they met during the war and he died during the war he was a fighter pilot or something and so they had kind of you know a couple of wonderful years together but she because of her marriage is you know has been left in a position where she doesn't need to work or anything like that so she and her friend louise who is a school teacher which is also <laughs> I, what charity I did louise. i love louise too, <laughs> Great which guy. is also what charity did before getting married getting married you had to give it up Mm. and so they know each other from from work i guess basically charity wanted to go to avignon and she's taken louise and they've gone off together and basically louise's version of travel is to just sit as close as possible to the hotel and read a book and do some sketching and so that leaves Charity to kind of go on her own adventures quite a lot. And so basically early on she meets a boy in his early teens, 13 or something, whose name is David, and he has a dog, Rommel, and they kind of attract her attention and she has a chat to him and he seems just charming and lovely and intelligent and she just immediately kind of hits it off with this boy and in her own head kind of throughout the first half of the novel she's like, I just 
stop it. You obviously just have some like mothering instincts that are like frustrated, and so you're and taking them out on this point. He's a bit of a lost little kitty. It's just him he and Rommel, is. and the relationship that he has with. So then he his is there with his step. Units. He's there with his stepmother, and he doesn't. He clearly, there's clearly tension there. They've both got some kind of tension going on. And so then all the people in the hotel at Avignon are kind of, you know, in the way of Mary Stewart mysteries kind of explained and (laughs) blah, blah, blah. Yes. And so she finds out from one of the other guests pretty early on that the woman who is David's stepmother, her husband, so David's father, murdered someone and the trial was very public in the UK and somehow Charity just missed it or forgot or whatever. And that although the husband had killed a good friend of theirs because he was having an affair with the stepmother person or whatever, he had gotten acquitted. And then obviously they've like run away from him because he's a crazy murderer and you know he had like thumped david on the back of the head and all these awful things had happened and so obviously the boy's afraid of the the dad and the stepmother's worried that he's gonna find them and blah 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 so they're kind of like on the run under assumed names and blah 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 and charity then kind of overhears a conversation and works out that like the dad is coming has, has arrived in france is coming after david and the stepmother and then he kind of in a moment of utter coincidence and there are many moments of utter ridiculous level coincidence it it's makes the it 50s. it honestly makes it seem like the south of france in the 50s is Hitchcockian? like not just hitchcockian but it's like covers two square miles and, you know, you're bound to run. You can't swing a cat without running into someone else who's also swinging a cat. Like, it was ridiculous. But <laughs> at any rate, they run into each other. He then is like, finds out she knows about David again through ridiculousness. And he's like, tell me where, tell me where he is. And she's like, no, you're scary and I shan't. This is and, halfway through the novel now. Yeah, but it takes this long to get there. And then basically that's kind of the crux of it is he's like, tell me. And she's like, no. And then she's like, can't go back to Avignon. And then they chase each other all over southern France. The end. And then there's mystery. The end, yeah. Yeah. Well, th- then more book happens, obviously. <laughs> but that's pretty much the setup. That's... But there's like two sort of mysteries that sort of come out of it. And that's kind of it, okay. really. Yeah. All right. It is always... <laughs> so hard to summarize these this is technically romantic suspense yes technically, is the genre technically. which sometimes we find we dubious okay so i get to go first you get to go first what did you think of madam will you talk by mary stewart you know one of the things i love most about mary stewart is the vividness the, the of locations the dis- and i actually went to avignon because, because you of read this, this book, book. <laughs> and the then worst. in Avignon, I went to found a area under a tree that I could feel most Louise like in, mm. and I reread Madame Will You Talk whilst drinking oh some God. wine. It was fantastic. It was so good. <laughs> it wouldn't take you long. It was quite a short. Yeah, book. it's pretty snappy, and it is quite action packed. Mm. Sometimes in her novels, it'll, there'll be like a chapter that's sort of just description. And, yes. But in this one, this is the problem I have with Mary Stewart. There novels. was like a sort of plot event happens in each of the chapters. Mm. So it comes across as being a bit more pacey than some sure. of the other ones I read. I 
really enjoy it. I love the chase sequences. I think the chase sequences went a little bit too long, and there are probably more in this one coincidences than strongly disagree. Like, but carry on. I my favorites are the ones set in the sixties, as you know. Yes, this is true. But. I love Louise. She's not even in it that much. She's not even in it. Like, like don't love, read it for Louise, I just guys. Love You're going to be so approach to a holiday. <laughs> I love Louise's approach to life. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Just, I'll just be here when you need me. I'm yeah. just here. No, I'm not here I'm when not you going need me. Anyway. No, not she's here not. when you need me. I'm here if you need me for a very specific set of things. Yeah. <laughs> These are my parameters. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like you and I could. The hotel was know, in an uproar, so naturally I left. <laughs> I don't <laughs> so know what good. happened. I wasn't there. And Charity's like, oh, of course you weren't. But it really does have some great action sequences, and I've always thought that this would be fantastic on the screen. Yeah. Because it's so really pacey it's and it has that really the fantastic absurd. visual vibe as yeah, well. I think the era for this to have been filmed is gone though. Yeah, it was about 10 years ago mm. when they were doing all those Patricia Highsmith type mm. books. I really like Charity as a character. I thought she had Naus. <laughs> like she had the capacity to think herself through problems and she's not always relying on others. Sure. Loved Rommel. It's got a dog in it. You know how easily I'm swayed by a dog. It's true. And the dog goes on many journeys with them. The dog is very adventurous. <laughs> the dog is very adventurous. And I did actually find the mystery, such as it is, interesting. Like, I wanted to keep going, oh, well, well what happened? Like, yeah, sure, who, sure, sure. who done it? Why? What were the motivations? And that lets me forgive the coincidence. I didn't find those as overwhelming. It wasn't as overwhelming. They have been in other books where they're focused very much on helpless female. Because she was a widow, that helped a lot. It gave her a lot more social Mm. mobility. Yeah. It's not the Mary Stuart that I reread the most. It has Mm. a very, it'll be, like, I'll probably actually reread it maybe in February because it's something that I read when it's hot out. There's a particular colour of sunshine that I like to read this book in. Oh, my God. (laughs) You have way too much spare time. I don't. I just don't have children. Yeah, you have no idea how much extra time your life has <laughs> provided you with. So I will. I reread this book fairly often, like yeah. more often than I assume most people would do. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Mm, I do. So I it's it. a treasure and a recommend from you. Though. It is a treasure. It's a recommend. Yeah. It's not. It's probably a third of the way down my pile of favorite Mary Stewarts. Wow. Well, that wouldn't give me very many books. Uh, halfway down. <laughs> okay. Kimberly. Now, for what we've all been waiting for. Kimberly, what were your thoughts on Madam Will You Talk by Mary Stewart? Another Mary Stewart. This woman has written so many books. Thank you, Bob, for recommending. She didn't really write that many books. Well, look. I have no idea. I know. Because you always like, oh, Mary uh, Stewart, oh, she describes so much. Her description's freaking amazing. I'm not it arguing is, you against that. tourist but writing. I'm like, I, my my cup for that is shallow. I know your cup and is. And I'm like, my cup runneth over, Mary Stewart, move on. So if we move on from what I um, know will be the cup runneth over of description in this novel, what did you actually think? So are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready, but. I bloody loved it. Really? I loved it. My favorite Mary Stewart really? I have ever read in so the history of time. what was different about it? That- Thank you so much, Barbara. I freaking loved this novel. Loved it. Love, love, love. We'll definitely wow. read. I'll buy you the audiobook. Audiobook. Yes, that's I your know. reward. I know, because you that's because when we started, Amy was like, Shall I buy the audiobook? And I was like, God no, it's a Mary Stewart. I'm gonna bloody hate it. I you don't hate it. Mary Stewart. 
I loved it. And I'll tell you why. I actually like really discussed this and decoded it with my husband as soon as I finished okay. it to be like, why do I like wow. what is, what's I'm going on? I'm flabbergasted. My new year is... I know. <laughs> I know. It's Whoa. a whole new Kim. You wait. So here's the thing. Okay. I actually cared about all of the characters. I really genuinely cared about Charity. I really liked her. I thought that she was motivated by all the right things. She was caring and logical. I really found Charity super easy to empathize with. And I, again, thought that she made really good choices. I was like, this is all very logical. And we were inside because it's first person, so you're inside her head the whole time. I think that was really, really important. The other thing that was really important with some of the other Mary Stewarts we've read, they make the main character an unreliable narrator. That's something she likes to do. Like the ivy tree is a bit like that, mm. where you're like, yes, well, who are you? Yeah. Like, do can I even trust you? And I have trouble buying in. Like those really, I, I love it when it gets to the end of the book and it's like, surprise, I was unreliable. I think that's fun. And that switcheroo can be quite satisfying as a reader. But I don't like it when right at the beginning it's clear that you can't trust your narrator because then I'm like, mm. well, what's the point of spending time with you if you're just likely to be a filthy liar? So it has to be quite engaging. There have to be other elements that keep propelling me forward in a book like that. But she's not an unreliable narrator. No, this. this is my point. Yeah, she is okay. a super. So I was able to buy in with her and empathize and be, so I think that was one of the things in this book, mm. even though it's a Mary Stewart, it was one of the things that I was like, no, this is great. I'm really enjoying it. I think this is one of her least description heavy books out of all the ones that I've read anyway. Obviously it's a short list given the ones that I've read. So sometimes I'd be I'd like, agree. sometimes I'd be like, okay, I've kind of, I get it. I get what the ghosty town in like an hour and a half south of Avignon looks like and started skipping, like skim reading the, yeah, skim reading the description. And so as I was doing that, I, I didn't she find... does it. She just does it really well in a smaller amount of space. She does it. Look, her descriptions are evocative and delightful. Mm. I just don't need that many of them. But as I'm skipping them in other books, like Ivy Tree particularly, I would skip those and be like, oh, I'll skip to the next bit of like just internal monologue or conversation or character. And I would find I had skipped like three pages. And I'm like, uh-oh. Whereas this was not like that. Mm-hmm. It was all interwoven in together. And my brother Michael was similar too, where the character of the place, the character of Delphi as a place was Is woven really beautifully the into the story. Yeah. And I think that was kind of the same, at least similar here. And so I really, I found that was nice. And I haven't been to the south of France, but it was really lovely. Um, I found the description not overwhelming. David, the little boy and his dog were great. I think that's what hooked me early on. Love a little boy and his dog. It was terrific. They were both really great characters. I really cared about them too. I disagree with you. I think there was just the right amount of car chase for me. I loved it. You were totally right, Barbara. The car chase got me. I was like, this is brilliant. <laughs> it's when they get to Marseille. It's oh, like, oh, so we're, good. we're still chasing. Still chasing each other. I loved it. <laughs> right. um, so, so good. Absolutely thought that was terrific. And her being a cool, like a really good driver was that a was really great. important character a... point, but it made so much sense. Is it she the great. one with the Bentley? She has some really nice fancy car. One um, car is the baddie and the other car is I No, she car doesn't. Brand. The bad guy drives the baddie the and she has the, rid, the Ridley or the Rid something well, some it had some other name car. yeah race car thing i would say in terms of things i was like eh, one of them is it made me feel like the south of france is like 
two square miles, which was insane. I was like, clearly there's only four places because the amount of coincidence was ridiculous. But I bought in. I was like, it's a farce. Get on board. It's ridiculous. Like, I just was like, it's totally fine. It's that thing where you, it's that, which happens in real life, right? Like, it's the idea that someone is sitting in a street eating a sandwich when, like, Franz Ferdinand comes past in his car and he's like, oh, Oh, you're the guy I'm trying to assassinate. Like, so those moments yeah. happen in real life. They do happen in real so life. So I was like, I can buy into this ridiculousness. So I did. The only thing that I would say, I was like, oh, okay. The romance was a wee bit abrupt. But mm-hmm. I was, but you know what? But this is one of the things that I loop into my coincidence. Me too. I literally, the note <laughs> yeah. I wrote after I read this that, is... and I was like, this was abrupt, is like, but it's part of the farce and I've already bought I in. like the novels where they sort of ease you into the romance. Yeah, me and then too. this one it's like ah, ah, okay. the, suspense, the, suspense, this is romance. Romance. Suspense, suspense. And but I found that with this rough magic too. That I was like yeah, eat that, one. that you sort of do the same thing. You're like, Oh yeah, cool, they're just there and he's like, Actually I'm in love and she's like, Oh, me too. Oh, we're making out. Okay. Like it's so weird. But that was fine. I I again Again, I bought into the romance. Like, I, I was very invested in, in that whole... The characters in this were, I think, some of... From what I have read, they were some of my favourite characters of hers. The characters so, I cared the most about out of any other Mary Stewart I've ever read. Wow! Yeah. Bob, I'm really interested to know if you think, based on hearing Kim's recommendation are there of other this... Other Mary Stewart. Do you think she would like the Moon Spinners? Can you email and let us know? Okay. Because I'm not taking your recommendation. No, I can't Captain be trusted clearly. My brother Michael, the romance novel, like you are. Your <laughs> pocketbook is blotted. Which pocket does it fit into? Neither, it seems. It fits into the genre no, of Mary Stewart. It is one million percent not a romance. I don't care what else that book is. It is not a romance. Well, I'm sorry. That's I'm not having this fight. I'm not having this fight I think we do have again. this fight in like episode 25 or something like I'm that. I'm not fighting I'll link about it. it again. Right. So will you reread? Yes, I will absolutely reread. I want a copy of the audiobook. I love it. It's great. I will definitely come. This book fits like in a little gap for me of this exact kind of, it's just like a, like a crazy chase like it just that's what it is. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the right term. I can't even think of the right sort kind of, of like a, a like almost like a screwball. You know what? It's um Man from Uncle. Yes, yeah. it's exactly it's like the vibe. Man from Uncle. It's that kind of kind of yes soundtrack and it should be and quick cuts. That's exactly how it should be filmed. Yes, vintage vibes. Well, I thought we'd be starting the new year with a trash from Kimberly, and I'm stunned. It's a treasure. It's a treasure. We know it's a treasure from me. The moment that you heard it was a Mary Stewart, everyone was like, Amy's got it. Amy mostly likes everything. Amy is going to love this one. Even if Amy hates it, she's like, well, it was a bit awful. I just, you know, have a lot of niceness for novels. You do. That's fair. All right. But anyway, thank you so <laughs> much, Bob. Please bombshell. send in more recommendations. It was one of my favorite things last year was reading so many of the books that you guys either thought we would like or thought or we would not like. Not like. We're Had a getting great time through... with both. Yes, we are getting through some other recommendations from last year. We have a delightfully long list. Uh, we do. And fortunately, it's currently holidays, so we are using this time to get through. And with that, thank you for joining us once again and spending a little bit of your time with us. Mm-hmm. We will see you again next week. 
when we will bring you more spoiler-free spoiler -free recaps, reviews, and recommendations. recommendations struggle with this for whatever time. we read. And until then, happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen it's, to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? <laughs> and with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.